1: Oh, yeah, it's time for our Daddy Shark. Dave Hoops is next here on the Northland Sports page. We kick off our number two with our guy Dave Hoops of Hoops Brewing. Hoops Brewing, of course, one of our illustrious sponsors, but let's give all of them some love this morning.
2: Absolutely. Let's start with Sammy's Pizza, OAR Holdings, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May at Messina & Associates, Avenue 45, the Blackwoods Group, including the, the uh, spots in... Two harbors in Proctor and in uh, Lakeside along with Tavern on the hill. And a
1: big-time heads up to Blackwater. I'll be there later today. Go ahead.
2: Outstanding. Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, the Incline Station, famous Dave's Arola Architecture Studio, and with our guest, Hoops Brewing.
1: Absolutely the legend that is, Dave Hoops. One of the few that I know that has his national champion in NCAA Division I men's basketball still alive thanks to his pick of UConn. You are living large right now in at least one of the bracket challenges. And good morning, sir. How are you?
3: Uh, I'm I'm good. I'm actually really looking. Good morning, guys. I'm uh, looking really forward to that game tonight. I actually have seven brackets with UConn winning. And wow. in each pool, I'm the only person that has UConn. Now, that doesn't mean anything unless they win. Right. It's nice but to it's have a exciting. chance right now.
1: Yeah, because a lot of champions are dead, as you know.
3: Yeah, I always pick UConn. I always have a second bracket with them. They're my favorite team. So, um, But, yeah, it's really fun, and there's some great storylines here. I don't know if you want to start there. You guys, um, I, I was listening to you, but there's there's some really, really fun basketball being played on both sides, women's and men's, I think.
1: I would agree with you. There's been a lot of fun storylines. I was going to ask the floor, either Dave, about somebody like Drew Timmy at Gonzaga, which he's been fun to watch his numbers speak for themselves, but he also looks like a guy that you should run into playing at the Y on a Sunday morning. Is he gonna go anywhere next level? Or is he gonna become a little bit like Christian Leitner where the college career was really good, the NBA career, somebody's gonna give you a sniff and it's not gonna be much? You can stay with Gonzaga and say maybe he becomes the big man version of Adam Morrison. You can talk about the Noel kid at K-State who's five foot eight and lighting the world on fire. Are some of these March Madness stories gonna get elevated because of this tournament? Like the Zerbiacs, like the Will Averys that the Timberwolves Johnny did. Johnny Flynn.
2: Right. Is, that the, is the point guard from K-State Johnny Flynn? That's, that would be my number one. And here's the thing. Timmy might not even get drafted. Right. Like I, I don't think he his will. His skill level is really good in college, but there are so many more athletic guys who can do the same thing in the NBA. Like, he, he'll make money playing basketball in Europe, I'm sure, but I just can't see him in the NBA.
1: So, what do you think, Dave Oops? I mentioned those two—the big man at Gonzaga and the point guard for K-State—but as you said, there's so many storylines. If you got more, go ahead. But I'm curious your thoughts on those two in particular because those two number three seeds have been entertaining.
4: Yeah,
3: um, I want to actually just give a shout out to Dave because he stopped and visited me last night and brought me some extremely cool stuff down for the brewery, including a signed Gabby stick, which will be on the wall. Um, and I talked—we talked about this exact. Um, point. I don't like uh, that the um, announcers are fawning over Timmy at a level which uh, kind of excludes the others. Uh, he's he's great. He, he's fun to watch. He's really solid. Um, but, you know, you know, he's he's a skilled player who really I don't think is terribly special. Um, and, you know, I hope I wish the best for him. But I'm not I like the K-State story a little bit better. But I do think that this Gonzaga squad, I think the two best teams left are those two. And in my opinion, the winner of that game tonight probably wins the title, although Texas is looking just beautiful, even though I'm calling an upset on Miami. So I am all over the map. I'm sorry to digress. No,
1: I think that's been the theme of the tournament, to be Mm -hmm. honest. All over the map is, is kind of the way it's gone. I mean, this is the first time in history that we're to the round of eight And we don't have a number one seed to talk about. I'm going to go to the resident gopher guy because I'll bring him up at any moment. Dan Barrero's theme, Dave Cook, is We didn't need him. You're watching Marcus Carr continue and be a factor. How's that grab you?
2: Another guy who seems to have been in college since I was in high school. Right. Um, I'm glad for Marcus Carr. Like he came back to the Gophers and then left for Texas. And so uh, he's, he's another guy who's having a great tournament and will probably make a lot of money in Europe.
1: I think that's very possible. Speaking of some yeah. players that make some money, whether it's next level or in Europe or both in some cases, the NCAA hockey tournament, meanwhile, I kind of laughed at it because it's not even firewagon hockey because firewagon implies that both teams are scoring. These are eight rip type scores becoming common. I don't like it at all, and it has nothing to do with UMD not being there as badly as Dave Cook wants it to. I just don't think watching non-competitive hockey is worth it. What's your take on the first couple days of that tournament, Dave Hoops?
3: Oh, I agree. Um I I kind of went chalk. I picked Boston, Minnesota, uh Quinnipiac and and Michigan in the final four, which could happen still. Right. Um but I um I did not like the the Fargo bracket, of course, and And I also am not enjoying all these blowouts. It really doesn't seem like a typical tournament. Yeah. There's always an upset or two, but um, I don't, I think Michigan wins it all. I just feel like even though the Gophers are everybody's darling, they're just amazing, but all these players will be gone, you know, two weeks later or many some. Um, And so I think that it's, It's good hockey, but it doesn't grab me like it has in the past. And you guys were talking earlier about all the Big Ten teams that could make it. That I didn't even realize until you mentioned it. I don't like that either at
1: all. Well, that conference is flexing in a big way. Thankfully, Dave Hoops, I think we live in the one city where the Gophers are nobody's darling up here. Again, we're hoping that as much as I don't love St. Cloud State, a lot of love for Brett Larson. Maybe the Gophers see that the head coach of the Huskies is from Duluth, and they pucker a little bit today and go down. What do you think?
3: Uh, I hope so. I mean, it, it would make me happy. Uh, although, you know, I, I root for the Gophers. There, there are other squads, just
1: not hockey. Same. Can't same. It. That's that's part so, of being a Duluth kid. Same.
2: So Avery and Andrew are coming home today, and Avery is a proud alum of St. Cloud State. So I'm going to really shoot Is she sleeping
1: and, in the yard if they win? She,
2: no, no, <laughs> she may let me know if they win. Let's just say that.
1: Tell her she can call me. We can celebrate together. I'll, <laughs> we'll celebrate over a beer mosa at Hoops or something else. Let's go there quick and then work our way back to Dave's questions. What's going on at the brewery? Because I think I'm going to check out my first trivia night come Monday. We'll see. But there's always something. Tell us about the week ahead and the week that was.
3: Um, I will. I think you should come. I think we had maybe 11 teams last Monday. Nice. It's, uh, it's catching on. It's only just started. And the people running the show are very, very uh, competent. And we've got um, really good PA, can hear it well. Um, So it's it's a nice vibe. Uh, Last week was great with um, all the, well, especially the UMD women and then the N.C., the Frozen Four, which I really enjoyed. And and we did get some um, nice out-of-towners in there for that. Um, Beer-wise, we've got a really fun beer, which (laughs) neither one of you guys are going to go near, but (laughs) we make this once a year. It's it's our Pineapple Chili Ale. Um, Yeah. As you know, we make a year-round chili beer. But we we make a pineapple beer, which we've been fortunate to pick up some awards on the national level for this beer, which is, you know, rare. And uh, it went to the World Beer Cup, which I mentioned to you before, which is going to be um, finished judging in the first week of May. And then those results will come out. And that happens to be in Nashville this year, which is also kind of a fun town. Good hockey town.
1: I was going to say, so, judging um, beer with you in Nashville, that sounds like a good time that I could never get away from. Go ahead.
4: Oh,
3: it would be fun. But, you know, I I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunities coming up. Uh, For example, I don't need to do this on the air, but we have to go to a Twins game and stuff like that.
1: Yes, that that will be in the works. I agree completely. There's plenty to look forward to. I also want to talk about one more thing. A week from today is April Fool's Day, but there's no fool in anybody when it comes to saying the UMD women's basketball is very good. That'll be their title game. You've had watch parties for their postseason run. I assume you're hoping April 1st next Saturday will be a big one too.
3: Absolutely. I am so grateful that UMD partners up with us and, and this is what we do. You know there's not a channel that we won't find a way to have. And, and you know obviously CBS was great, that was easy money. But it was just wonderful being able to to play that. and we did have decent turnouts for people that were um, engaged here and yeah, we'll have it on multiple TVs and we're looking at maybe what the first national title. For, well, the for, the, the for basketball, it would be watch. yes. Yeah. Football's football's yeah.
1: gotten a couple. Women's hockey, men's hockey, it's been old hat for those three sports. But it'd be fun to get basketball in the mix as well. This is the furthest run for both teams in school history. The men getting to the elite eight before bowing out. The women hoping to finish the job. What do you think of this, Dave Cook? Because in Division Two, they reseed when you get to the elite eight. UMD is the two playing an undefeated one. I think it's kind of neat.
2: I I don't mind reseeding at all. Um, it it does kind of take away the Cinderella part of right. it, right? But um, I I am super excited for the first. I think think it's going to be a great game.
1: I think I'll be at Hoops Brewing is what will happen. But the one part that is odd, how about the national semifinal being in one city and the championship game being a week later (laughs) in another town? That was something I was not familiar with. Of course, kudos to UMD for getting me familiar with that by qualifying for the game. So we're talking beer and sports with Dave Hoops of Hoops Brewing. Dave Cook, you've got great questions that combine the two as well.
2: Well, it was kind of fun uh, being with Dave a little bit the other day and um, being in the brewery, and it got me thinking. So, guys, I, kn- I know that we talk on the show all the time about the new beers, right? Um, you know, whether it be a fruit beer or a different kind of beer. We talk He about looks the,
1: right at me when he says fruit beer, but new go ahead.
2: Stuff. So, guys, is there a right mix or a good mix uh, on tap at a brewery, like between all the new stuff and the old stuff. And I mean, is there the right, is there the right mix, Dave?
3: Well, I, I have fairly strong opinions about this, so I need to kind of take it easy, but, um, because I'm, I don't know, 104 years old, I have a certain way of doing things, which is tradition tradition. And so I always keep a big, big lineup of traditional beers on tap as well as, you know, newer things and stuff like that. But I'm a little bit unique where, frankly, many, many breweries are, are really going with the, the the newest and the brightest and the greatest because people are, really enjoy that. I try to offer everything, and I'm not special here, but I really believe in old styles, traditional styles right. that we're here Not before. the actual
1: old-style beer, right? <laughs> right. Uh,
3: so – to your point, Dave, there there is a, a correct mix, but really, I think it's brewery by brewery specific. I don't think I can um, cast judgment on others at all.
1: <clears throat> so I'm going to use this platform to to kind of contradict Dave Hoops and say you indeed are special because before I became very very familiar with Hoops Brewing, there were like one or two beers total in life that I liked and were able to choke down, to be honest with you. And then I became a bit of a regular at Hoops Brewing and. There's three, four, five more at Hoops that I go, gosh, I like that one, I like that one, I like that one. But now having said that, it's only really those five. It becomes I know what I like and I like what I know. So I don't know about the perfect mix because I'll go into the brewery and go, to they have this one, this one, or this one? And the only time that my night gets difficult is when yes to all, and then I got to pick one. Otherwise, thank you to Hoops Brewing for elongating my list of preferred beer.
2: So, Dave, another question about brewing breweries, and we talked about this specifically last night, and I'd, I'd like to get your ideas on it. And that is, what makes a brew hall a hall, right? What makes what makes the experience? Why should people come specifically to your place, atmosphere wise?
3: Well, <clears throat> thank you for asking. Um, as I mentioned, pretty much every city in Germany. To beer hall and they have for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's a community gathering place, uh, a place for old and young, a place to you know converse, play games, you know have a sandwich, whatever. And we built hoops to be timeless, in that I really don't have to change much. I just keep throwing more stuff on the wall, more or less. But Which um, Dave helped you do, it, idea- in fact, yeah, last night exactly. Point, yep. And so I think a beer hall like they're all different and people have very different ideas about what makes them excited. But I think the three C's, community, casual, convivial, is, is basically sums it up what a beer hall should be. Now, I'm unique in that I have such a deep love of sports that i um, we are not a sports bar. We are a brewery that happens to really enjoy and love sports and and offers it, but it's not the focus or it doesn't, you know, you don't have to like sports to go in there. Obviously what you have to do is like having good conversation and a nice quiet or not quiet time that where you're enjoying yourself and you leave as happy or happier than when you showed up. Ideally, that's about the best way I can put it.
1: You know, I love that Dave Hoops went with the three C's. I was trying to think of how can I match it somehow I came up with three S's. How about service, sports, and speed dating? Because those are three things about (laughs) Hoops Brewing that I'm impressed with. I know it's accidentally been termed a sports bar by some. In fact, it gets up for the best of the best in our community in that category repeatedly. I love the atmosphere of Hoops, and the sports adds a lot to that. Dave Hoops has called himself, and we've called him the sports brewer before. Their service is second to none. I could name individuals, but I won't do that because everybody has a great effort, and then you know, it's it's the first Wednesday, I think, each month. We're still trying to get Aaron Cook to be a, a regular in the speed dating until he doesn't have to be.
2: Right, so he can be in the uh, in the final two and, and have a shot at the championship. Right. right, so
1: kudos to Hoops Brewing for a variety of community events and activities as well. I'm not sure if that's part of what essentially makes a brew hall, but it certainly makes yours, Dave.
2: I think one of the things well, I read about uh, brew halls last night when I was doing a little research is the floor because the floor needs to be strong enough to be, how did they say, Good enough to be cleaned up, strong enough to hold high-heel shoes. Yeah. And the floor at Hoops Brewing, I was thinking about that. All heavy plank. It's perfect.
1: Well, and it's overcame some water damage as well. Dave Hoops, you've uh, been through the rigors and come out smiling. Dave Cook, continue. You got one more? One more. All
2: right. All right, guys. So many players are iconic to a franchise. Think MJ and the Bulls, right? Um, Are there players uh, specifically in – I'm going to cut this question down a little bit – are there players in minnesota that are iconic that don't maybe have like a statue so the ones the ones who are so minnesota that sport who don't have a statue yet so like puckett has a statue is there is there anybody in any of our sports or maybe all of our sports right. that should have a that should have a, a statue
1: okay so i have to interject because some of our franchises just don't do that the twins do statues plural yep. and i think they're kind of the only ones. Yep. I mean, the Vikings have their Ring of Honor. You know, the Timberwolves have the Malik Seeley retired jersey. KG would be my first choice to He needs to be up there too. But is this specific to statues? Because yep. we don't have very many outside no. of the Twins.
2: I, and I think that I think the argument should be made that one, of the, each team should have a guy that has a statue. So it's
1: almost like if you could pick a Mount Rushmore of statues. Sort of, but I don't want.
2: Uh, yes, I guess uh, if you think about it, for Minnesota sports, except we're not doing the. The, the ones like Puckett's on the on the Mount Rushmore of Minnesota sports, but he's already got a statue.
1: Right. Okay. I just need a clarification, Dave. Oops, I'll give you the floor again, but I wanted to make sure I knew what I was answering.
4: Uh, well, that's an
3: interesting question. Um, very few people have statues, you right. know. Um, but I guess uh, uh, I, one the first person that jumped into my mind, um, and I don't really know why, is Neil Broughton um and I I'm not saying that he's you know the most iconic hockey player in the state but, but throughout I, the levels
1: he might be close
3: yeah and so he jumped right square into my mind and then I kind of thought a little bit about Kevin McHale, um as well and um but it's it's a hard question to answer intelligently so I'll just go there you'll do better think <laughs> wow
1: he uh put the pressure back on me but I think Dave was doing pretty well because I think Neil Broughton's a good choice. Kevin McHale's interesting because I automatically went to, did you play professionally here? He didn't, but he coached here and was an administrator here, front office here, what have you. Williams
2: Arena, maybe so.
1: Right. So for basketball, for me, do something with Kevin Garnett because this Timberwolves franchise is pretty much nothing without him. For the Vikes, especially in lieu of what just happened, put it on Bud Grant Drive. Put U.S. Bank Stadium on Bud Grant Drive and put a statue of him right there. The Twins is tough because they've paid homage to everybody, to me, properly. So for the Twins, you're looking for an under-the-radar guy that should have a statue that doesn't? Wow. Uh, Bob Allison, maybe? I mean, oh, just a just for being a—or or somebody like Sam Mealy because he was such a big part of their success, but everybody talks about TK and Gardie.
2: I Okay, for the Twins, the whole idea behind this was Johan. Like Johan is the guy who I think people are going to overlook twenty five years from now, right? Um, and yet, for the time he was here, he was nails, right? Um, for the for the Vikes, I thought you know maybe Alan Page is the right guy, but you're probably right about um, you're probably right about uh, Bud is the is the guy that it should be. Uh, the Wolves hundred percent correct, but if we go straight Minnesota Wild, is it Spurgeon already? Well, isn't it Miko? Yeah, it probably is Miko. But I don't think a
1: lot of people would agree I, with I that. I didn't like Miko as a player either, but he's the start to finish Minnesota Wild member. Yeah,
2: I just don't. I mean, it's so interesting because there's been so many guys that have been good for short periods of time. I mean,
1: oh, before, wait, wait five years. You can have Carrillo have a statue while he's active. Before Carrillo, would
2: have been probably Gabby, but he wasn't here all that crazy long either.
1: Right. Would you have done somebody like Darby, even though his professional career wasn't that great? He was a Richfield kid, he was a gopher, he's still on the coaching staff. Does he deserve a statue? No, but if you go with roots, maybe he does. And
2: and then what about Bruno and the goal? Maybe the statue right. is the goal.
1: Yeah, maybe it's uh Bruno and Nino need their respective statues for the biggest goals in history. Our goal is always to drive business to Hoops Brewing, Dave, one more time as we bump out with Here comes the sun because you're our ray of sunshine. Best reason to stay at the brewery this weekend.
3: Uh sports, 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 sports and the sunshine and a bunch of great new beers and um the you know, I just wanted to say I I Let's get together next Saturday to watch that UMB game. I, I, I think that sounds really fun. I would
1: awesome. lock that in, certainly. Maybe there's somebody here I can talk to. Maybe we can do the show before the game there, but we won't put that business on the air just yet until we can confirm it. But getting together, yes, let's do that.
3: Excellent. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your show.
1: You too. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. That's our guy, Dave Hoops. Stick around. We draw some lines with the Roll
0: Architecture Studio next. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. We will be right back. Yes, indeed. A lovely
1: day here on the Northland Sports page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, back with you again for about the next half an hour. Time to draw some lines thanks to our original sponsor, the OG Arola Architecture Studio. He's been with us essentially from day one, but others have joined the list. Dave Cook has said list.
2: Absolutely. And, and remember, Arola Architecture Studio kept us alive during the COVID time as, as well. So it, uh, he's a big deal around here, Brian. Uh, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May at Messina and Associates, Avenue 45, The Blackwoods Group, Mont Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, The Incline Station, and Famous Dave's.
1: Absolutely. So very thankful for all of them. Thankful for the Famous Dave's that were part of last segment, not just you, but Dave Hoops as well.
2: Specifically. He's
1: very excited (laughs) about the sports world. He probably should have been part of segment one because it was about excitement I'm not sure anybody gets more excited about when the community or when the sports world kind of hits its peak. I think we're there. Yeah, we
2: are. And and Dave's not just positivity. He's, he's like geeked up, too. So. Right. I was going to say
1: positivity meets energy. Yes. It's a ball of fire that is Dave Hoops. So I talked to you this week several times, although we mentioned we talk less this week than usual. Yeah. We must actually be getting busy with our day jobs, maybe our... Actual employers appreciate that.
2: Yeah, no doubt, right? Because my boss was in on Monday, and she said, we're going to kind of change your job back to the direction you want it. And so
1: I got busy. Right. So we had time just enough to see the world of sports because there was a lot there. And I said to you kind of by default on Thursday, I said, is this the best day for a sports fan? Because the Sweet 16 was going. The NCAA hockey tournament had started. The Wild were on there were different things state basketball was going as well. There were different things, like as I said, radio is not a visual medium, and if you're on the radio, you're flipping the dial too many times. But even as a TV watcher as well, remote controls could have fumes coming out. So I said, what's your favorite day in sports? And that's our drawing lines topic this week. But it's tough because some are the same, you know, sports holidays per se, Super Bowl Sunday, of course, kind of being the ringleader, but some just kind of happen and pop up. Because there's no way that I thought. Well, March 23rd of 2023, I'm going to be locked in. But then March 23rd in the morning, I looked at the schedule and went, "Tonight, I'm going to be locked I'm in." Going to
2: be locked in. Yeah, I think that opening day when it when it crosses over with other sports, sometimes it's crossed over with uh, you know the Thursday night uh, right uh, basketball so which opening tournament. day
1: baseball B- baseball okay
2: uh, everything else the way is you looked at me that's game. what I assumed but yeah. I wasn't sure everything is everything else is the first game of the season right opening day is baseball. Um, And so when that happens, crossed with other things, I was thinking about the first Vikings game uh, because often the World Series is going on or the playoffs anyway. Well, on that opening
1: Sunday of NFL football, because I know it starts on Thursday and I know there are games Monday, what have you, but the opening Sunday of the NFL is huge just because it takes on a different feeling. It's like it becomes fall that day Yeah. because Sunday, I know you don't watch as much of it as some do. But it feels like, especially fantasy football players, et cetera, that, again, I'll use the phrase locked in from a 12 noon kickoff to the end of the Sunday night game at 1030. There are a lot of people and my wife's at home listening going, Yeah, you're one of them. There are a lot of people that probably just watch football game after football game after football game. And if they're not watching games, they're tracking their fantasy rosters. I wonder if for some, if the opening Sunday NFL week one is atop their list. For me, I'm with you. It's opening day of baseball and quite frankly, maybe not opening day as much as the Twins home opener because you know what an event that is for
2: me. Yeah, that's true. Um, the other thing, though, during the football opener is is baseball play not playoffs yeah. themselves. Baseball
1: pennant chase yes, runs is, yes. is hot
2: and heavy, and yep. so you got that at the same that time. That plays as into well. the
1: favorite month because we were debating September, October, April, what have you. We've kind of morphed it down to favorite day. Right. And when I first brought it up, you said, "Oh, so you're talking like Super Bowl Sunday?" And I said, "Well, yeah, that could be an example." I said, "For me." That's way down the list. I'm a Viking fan, born in 79. Super Bowl Sunday, to me, is called Sunday. Now, it's it's different when you have maybe financial interests at stake. We know how the Super Bowl worked out for me this year. And the same with the NCAA basketball tournaments. Those first couple days, yes. everybody talks about how nobody that has a job gets anything done. And I understand, but take that sport and take having a bracket out of it, how much are you watching? Now, you and I probably still are. The masses not real sure. No, I agree with that. And
2: the high school hockey tournaments, the same right. way. The the Wednesday and the Thursday kickoff are both great days. And plus, you have the wild later usually well on the road. Right. But the wolves are sometimes in town. You know, the Vikings. And are. how about
1: what used to be semifinal Saturday in the sections? Because it used to be single A during the day, yeah. double A at night. Now, they've split them. But it used to be you sit down on a Saturday for 14 hours of hockey. And the best of the best in our area.
2: Yeah. And then you probably have to look at Hockey Day, Minnesota, because right. that literally is 14 hours when you start with the first game at ten o'clock and the wild usually finish it at, you know, the that's usually a late start, and so they're around eleven, eleven thirty.
1: And then for me, how about one that I actually kind of dread when I look at the calendar? And then after I do it, I'll go, gosh, I'm glad I did that. It's the Saturday that I do public address for seven straight high school basketball yeah, that's games. True. And I'm in the gym at 9.30 a.m. And I'm out of there at 9.30 p.m. if I'm lucky. And it's very hard on the voice. It's very hard on your mind because you're tracking things and keeping the book too. But then I look at this year specifically. It's the only reason that I saw Cherry play. It's the only reason that I saw Nevis play. It's the only reason that I saw Madden Greenway and Providence Academy state champions play. Yeah. MIB played them. I saw the best of the best because of that day. For me, every time I look at the calendar, I go, well, gosh, I'm going to have to take five naps leading up to that Saturday to be ready. And I'm exhausted when it's done, but I look back and go, thank goodness I did that.
2: Oh, I, the, the summer tournaments at Mars are right. that way for me. Right. When you get to see Benilde and they bring their, their kids that are ready to roll. We've seen, you know, like legitimate NH, with Bessie was in this tournament at one point, but you see these teams that are traveling in their with their, with their team in the summer for that one month that they can do that. And and St. Cloud Cathedral where we were able to see Nate Schmidt at one point, right. You know Hermantown uh, during you know when they were really cranking up their heyday used to come. Like I said, Benild's been there, Hill's been there, uh, and so you get to see all these kids. And yeah, it's a it's a grind to do three days of a hockey tournament, but to get a chance to see some of these kids play um, the first day of that when you get to see them all is a pretty cool day for me. Well,
1: and then you look at who did you see? Because like you said, with Nate Schmidt, you look at what their careers became. 100%. You know, you don't have to say I did it one day in the summer. You can say, hey, I used to announce games for him, and it's kind of fun to say that. 100%. Him or her, regardless of the sport. Yep. So let's put a poll on Twitter of what's your favorite day in sports. Twitter allows us four. Yep. Let's pick four. We'll put Super Bowl Sunday on there. I don't think it'll do well because this is Minnesota after all. What should we do for the other three? Opening day of baseball because we love it?
2: Well, I think that has to be on it too because that is a specific special day. Okay, then
1: what's the other two? We're going to do state hockey day one. We can have people choose whether that means Wednesday or Thursday to them. Yep. What's the fourth one you'd put on there? NCAA tournament day one? See, you know,
2: we're fighting against the. Well, and
1: one thing that NFL. we're leaving out that I think a lot of our listening audience would love somebody's going to chirp Masters day one. I don't care at all, but a lot of people do. Or the Derby. Right. Or NFL Draft day one.
2: Well, yeah, that's, that's the fact pretty you didn't much. bring that
1: up is just weird.
2: No, but that one's that I don't know how many people listening. I mean, besides me and um, uh, Tom Ream, I'm not sure there's anybody who cares. I mean, there well, are, but Tom Riem and Potosha, I are to Tony whole Mackey, level. the
1: likings of them—they love it. They all, all right, look at well, then there we they go. all look at me draft like day. I'm nuts because I don't like it.
2: Then where you go? It's draft
1: day. All right, so Super Bowl Sunday.
2: Draft day is going to lose. Draft day. But some of what us about are fired. opening
1: Sunday of football?
2: Yeah, that's the so, that's the one that we overlooked.
1: So maybe we don't do a poll. Maybe we just put the question out there: What's your favorite day in sports? And let people comment. Forget a poll because there's too many voting options.
2: Yeah, that's that sounds like a good idea. And with our luck, it'll be the Masters that win, and we just gotta go. Ugh. Okay,
1: there you go. There's too many All Star options. Speaking of which, there's oh, an All Star basketball could game. Be on that, and we're sticking to sports. At Romano Gym on Tuesday, the Border Battle. We're gonna talk about it next. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, stick around. We'll be right back to close the show. Love is a battlefield here on the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. We're not talking about battlefield. Sorry, Pat Benatar. We're gonna talk about the Border Battle. The premier basketball all-star contest is this Tuesday at Jim, Gym. We're going to hear from Jim Schwarzbauer in just a few moments. But before we do, kudos to all of our sponsors for letting us do another show
2: today. Absolutely. Let's start with Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota, Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, The Incline Station, Famous Dave's, Arola Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May at Messina Associates, Avenue 45, and the Blackwoods Group, including all their different locations. And I hear you might be attending one of those locations later. I do this plan day. to at least
1: make an appearance at Blackwater today. Of course, they open at 4, so that'll probably morph into tonight. Another place to watch plenty of sports. Blackwoods does a good job of that, too.
2: They, they really do. And, you know, I can't forget Tavern because as a, the thing about Blackwoods for me, as a celiac, every restaurant that I go to of theirs, there's something for me to eat. And, and it's a big deal when you can't eat everywhere.
1: Absolutely. I also want to bring up Famous Dave's because they're going to provide the food at said border battle for the players this coming Tuesday, March 28th at Romano Gym. Going to bring in, just as we did last year, Jim Schwarzbauer, to tell us more about it. Jim, the big day is drawing close. Good morning. Are you excited for another border battle?
4: Yes, we are very excited for this year's the 15th annual border battle.
1: Very excited to be part of that again as the public address announcer. Looking at the rosters, you've really got the who's who, both the boys and the girls from Minnesota and Wisconsin, respectively. And a big thing, of course, is you've got tons of schools that are going to be represented.
4: Well, that's, you know, the battle was always set up to be able to pull those kids from as far away as Hurley or down to in the Eau Claire area. Minnesota this year, we go up on the range, obviously, to places like MIB and Cherry, uh, down to Pine City, out to Pequot Lakes and quite a number of uh, local students four from east for example so yes we have a nice array of really really talented kids coming in again
1: you definitely do you mentioned MIB and Cherry some state tournament success for both of those schools especially with MIB capturing the title that's obviously a big moment they're going to get some recognition come Tuesday also
4: yes they are we uh we decided as a group and and I called Jeff I said you know Jeff congratulations obviously but uh we would like to honor their basketball program. Nothing very fancy, just whoever can come down there immediately after the girls' game is over. So, you know, maybe five minutes of time. We have some players from from the schools. Uh, So it's just, it'll be fun. You know, it's, again, just one more addition to that. We did not do that um, early on. We had, I think, an ESCO boys win a few years back and a Barnum girls early on. And this is just one of the things that we should have done it then. We're not going to make that mistake. And so we're hoping this is the beginning of uh, recognition for perhaps more teams next year, perhaps a boys team or two, maybe some Wisconsin teams that have players in there. So it's just part of what we're becoming, not just a, a game of really elite basketball players.
1: Absolutely. You can blame your public address announcer for not having done it in previous years. You realize, as I get the honor to do that again this year, that I'm taking notes of things that I should be cognizant of to include come Tuesday night. Let's start with that. Journalism 101. The who, what, when, where. It is, Romano Jim. It is Tuesday, March 28th. It's a big day for basketball, not just my birthday on March 28th, Tuesday. But, (laughs) Romano Jim, the girls, I believe, tip off at 6, and the boys will follow roughly 7.30, correct?
4: Roughly 7.30, yes.
1: Emphasis on roughly. It's always hard to fit those two games in plus warm-up time in 90 well, and, minutes, but and go now ahead. the
2: celebration.
4: Well, it, it always is. Well, uh, even as we talk about that, we have some, you know, there, there's quite a number of things we've added. There's some some really interesting first. So as the public address announcer, you should know that uh, we're going to be giving, we don't know if it's going to be annually, but certainly we're going to give it this first year, Something called him up, Bob McDonald, leading a lasting legacy off. Right, and, and nobody did um, perhaps
1: more than Bob. This is going to be great.
4: Nobody did more than Bob. And then as we were looking to fill the uh, the, the roster or the uh, coaching positions, we were short one female coach. And so we're looking, and, I, and we came across the Anoka Ramsey head women's coach, and her name was – uh, Samantha Doucette. Former I Saints, Scholastica uh, Saints, yes. I'm going
1: to have to not call yes. her Sammy if she asks me on Tuesday, because I was her announcer during her career, but I always said Sammy Doucette. We'll see as she goes older if it's Samantha.
4: Well, that's what I've been asking her, and, and I also talked to her dad, but you know, she's having a great success there. But the thing is, uh, it's her dad, and this is where this lasting legacy comes in. And You and everybody else will understand they know where Bob McDonald came from with his kids following suit, his grandkids. Well, the same has happened with Joe Doucette out in Colfax. He's one of the winningest girls' basketball coaches. He coached all three of his daughters. He's in the uh, Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. He's been to the state a number of times. But all three of his daughters, not only do they end up playing in the border battle, they're very good ball players, uh, but they're all coaching either high school or college. In other words, what he has done is he's leaving a lasting legacy because his daughters are following just like in the case of Bob McDonald. So he's now retired from head coach, so he sits on the bench at Colfax with his oldest daughter, who played at UMD actually, and so. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's kind of exciting uh, for them. In his spare time, besides sitting there, he'll go down to Anoka Ramsey and sit on the bench to happen, help Samantha. So, you know, it just makes sense that uh, we find – and we think there's more coaches out there like that that have left a lasting legacy, and we hope this becomes annual, but we can't promise it will be. So that's an exciting first that goes above and beyond.
1: Definitely does. There's some great coaching families out there. I think we should, but again, can't guarantee that we'll have enough to do something like that annually. Speaking of annually last year, we talked a lot about smiles for Jacob and the mental health and suicide prevention angle of these things. That's still at the forefront of this event and and certainly a big deal.
4: That is absolutely right. Uh, uh, Jake uh, took his own life in 2018 and his dad, Eric, and his um, older brother will actually be there. His older brother plays baseball at St. Scholastica. They'll be there, and there'll be a 50-50 raffle. Uh, the Northern Lights girls basketball program will be helping with a lot of things, and they'll be helping get money from the people. And then we'll split the pot, and, of course, uh, Debo will send half of it back to the uh, to Smiles for Jake, who are coming in from Brainerd. But, yes, this. This need to uh, recognize the mental health component is something we never thought about 15 years ago, but is absolutely paramount. So we're excited to have them back again.
1: No question about that. Talking with Jim Schwarzbauer of the Border Battle. I'm glad you mentioned DEBA because it is the DEBA Border Battle. Now tell everybody, there might be some listeners who don't know. Obviously, I do because, again, I've been so honored to be the public address announcer for this event for the last several years. But the Daba piece. Tell any of our listeners, basketball folks out there who may not be familiar with Daba, what they're all about.
4: Well, Daba stands from Duluth, Duluth amateur youth basketball association. They started a long time ago when Duluth said, we're not going to have junior high or uh, sports uh, anymore. And it's only got to do something on the basketball. So they've been around. They, they uh, have a spirit of the North tournament, but again, this has become a, a paramount importance for them. They're the, Schools have picked up the middle school now and, and, and such for the 7th and 8th graders. So we're not working with that anymore, but we're certainly putting a major emphasis upon this event. And so it's all about making opportunities available for kids in the community.
1: And again, these kids that are going to be on the floor at mono Gym on Tuesday night, it's the best of the best. It's Team Minnesota versus Team Wisconsin. Both the girls and the boys. Girls at 6, boys at 7.30. I'm not going to name the rosters. Those are available online, but I am perusing them, and I have been for months, to be honest with you, Jim. You've got literally the best of the best. You've got 1,000-point scorers, 2,000-point scorers, 2,000-point scorers with 1,000 rebounds. You've got kids' resumes that are really out of this world.
4: They are, and, uh, you know, we'll have uh, 500 free programs available for people to want to read that, but we also post this online on our Debo website, and after the event, we'll have even more things posted under there so people can get a good flavor for who these kids really are and their accomplishments, not just on a basketball floor, but we've got valedictorians. We've got just a, 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 a tremendous uh, successes. In fact, uh, you know, we've... Uh, Another, well, it's not really a first. Uh, last year, we, we started with two $500 scholarships.
2: Right, you've doubled this that this year, year. Oh, well.
4: Oh, yeah. Well, uh, here's why we had to double it. We're sitting there, you know, uh, I sent out to 99 different schools, to the head coaches. I said, you have seniors, you should apply. Well, a lot of them did. And so all of a sudden, the people that were accepting the applications and reading through them, uh, I wasn't one of them. But they said, oh, my God, we got way too many of them. What are we going to do? And they said, well, best thing to do is let's double the number of scholarships. So they just said we're going to go with four. So there will be two from Wisconsin, two from Minnesota that will receive the $500 uh, awards. Again, their bios, parts of it will be in the the program and will be posted online. But very well-deserving kids out there and – very impressive from, from an array of, uh, of schools as far away as Menominee, for example, picking up one of the uh, awards. So yes, that's uh, another part of it. Um, three female officials, this will be a first. We've never had even had a female official, so this will be uh, a major part of, of the component associated with it, so again, more things that haven't happened before that are, so
1: A great event. Just seems to be getting better again. It's been such an honor to be part of this. Again, I'm going to be part of it Tuesday as a public address announcer. Tuesday, March 28th, at Romano Gym. Jim, I have to ask you this. The UMD Bulldog basketball programs have had such historical runs this year. Romano Gym has already been the place to be. He had about 750 at last year's games. Are you expecting an even bigger crowd just because of the interest in the sport right now?
4: We we certainly hope so. Uh, But yes, uh, uh, thinking of uh, some of the players, I mean uh with UMD in the finals down in Dallas, I mean, they're actually practicing that day, and we were concerned, will we not be able to play the game? But uh, they said, no, this border battle means a lot to them. In fact, three of their um, top eight ball players from the UMD women all played, played in it. Included yep. including Brooke, Mason Thiessen, and Taya Hakamaki. There was a few others, but, I mean, so this is – just such an important part. Yes, we do hope people turn out. I mean, uh, there's an awful big interest and the and the men's team phenomenal run as well. So right. yes, we're hoping people come out to if, it, if it's not to watch premier basketball, it's to see some of the other things that have been added to this, the recognitions given out to the different people, uh, the honors that we uh, want to make sure that people realize is it's this is so much more than just about basketball.
1: No question about it. A great event to kind of summarize the state tournament season. It's always the Tuesday after state for this border battle. So again, that's March 28th, this coming Tuesday, Dave, I can't stress it enough. This is a fun event again, personally for me, but for everybody that watches prep basketball in this area, I know you want to talk to Jim a little bit more.
2: Yeah. I, I wanted to ask Jim a little bit about some of the players that are coming not all of them, but is there a couple people, if you're a, casual basketball fan who's thinking maybe are there some players they should know that are there that they can come and watch?
4: Oh, wow. Uh, you know, boy, that, that's, I mean, I'll, uh, let's see, where do you want me to, I was going to say, where do you want to start? This is literally, I know it's an
1: all-star game, but this is a star studded roster, Jim.
4: (laughs) I would, I would say, you know, certainly, um, I'd, I'd look at the two girls coming from, uh, superior, Savannah Leopold and, uh, MRA. Right. They had a phenomenal run, uh, great, great ball players. Um, I would look at somebody that they really don't know out there perhaps. And that is a girl out of, uh, out of Lakeland. Her name is Julianne. Uh, And, uh, She's going to Lehigh. She's a top top ball player out there. Uh, she's got a younger sister that's really good. Her mom's a head coach. You'll you'll find that her at a high. And they went to state this year. I think she had thirty some points in the state semifinals. Very talented kid. Um, you know, I on the on the boys side, um, pretty hard to to ignore a, a particular junior. Coming in from Cherry,
1: right? Especially um, Dave, being the Gopher but, fan that he is. But go ahead, Jim.
4: Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I also, you know, maybe some people don't uh, get up to uh, at the Two Harbors area, but uh, Trent. Trent can
1: you know, really play. Trent Gomez, Gomez yeah,
4: phenomenal player. So I mean, there's just, uh, you know, I, I love the intensity. Uh, Northwestern, uh, three ball players coming in there. Uh, if I was to pick one, Colati. I mean, just unreal ball ballplayer. Uh, there's just, man, I mean, it is it is just an all-star cast. And I know I'll get in trouble with somebody else because I didn't mention their names, I suspect. But um, bottom line is, yes, uh, these are some of the best of the best, and it's going to be fun.
1: Absolutely, it will be. Again, all of the action is Tuesday night, March 28th. Girls tip off at 6, boys at 7.30. It's the Daba Border Battle, the 15th. Jim Schwarzbauer, thank you very much for your time. I'll see you on Tuesday. I loved a lot of your answers. We're very much on the same page. It's going to be a fun night.
4: It will be. Thank you. Yep.
1: Bye. Absolutely. That is Jim Schwarzbauer. And Dave, I'll make it easier for you because you wanted some names. And if I don't mention at least one Duluth East Greyhound, I should probably mention all four because otherwise they'll get after me. But you love Laverne Hagen. Rachel's playing.
2: Oh, Rachel's playing. Oh, that's awesome. She deserves that little bit of sunshine.
1: Right. I got to give them all four. Rachel Hagan, Ashley Gunther, Rockle Paulson, Joby Juniman from Duluth East. But you got kids from Proctor. You got kids from Hermantown. You've got these state tournament kids that we've been watching the last couple of weeks. Go online to the Dable website. Just take a peek at the roster. I know it's an all-star game, but it really is that star studded.
2: Well, and that's the thing, you know, and, and we talk about it with the all-star hockey game. You know, if, if you want to see the best of the best play and you're casual high school fan, A lot of these kids are going to be playing at the next level. Most of these kids are going to be playing at the next level. And so get a chance to see them now, and then you can cheer for them as they grow.
1: Again, that's Tuesday night, the Deva Border Battle, March 28th, 6 o'clock for the girls, 7.30 for the guys. It's all our mono gym, all-star caliber play, all-star caliber show today.
2: Absolutely. That was a lot of fun. Lavelle's fun, and we need to get him back so we can talk... A little broader than just baseball. Because I was going to say, we need to get a Lavelle hour
1: at some point. Yeah. But we've only got two hours each week. So happy to bring it to you. Thank you to our guests, Lavelle Emil Third and Jim Schwarzbauer, our sponsor, Dave Hoops. We can't call him a guest anymore.
2: No, agreed. And it was really nice to go see him last night and talk through you know the bar. And, and Dana was there, so her and uh, Hoops were talking about cleaning, of all things.
1: Plenty of sports available this weekend. Go watch them, listen to them, be part of them. If you're not, we'll recap everything for you next week. We'll talk to you then. We are the Northland Sports Page. Have a great
0: weekend. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. Goodbye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you.